That's right, man. So our boy Lloyd Curtis, Lloyd Christmas <laughs> hit us. Lloyd Christmas. I was combining Christmas and hit us. That was amazing. Ugh. <laughs> and has been a pivotable, pivotable, a pivotable, pivotable. What is it? It's not pivotable. Hmm. I mean, that's a word, but that's not this word. This is pivotal. 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 Hmm. Yeah, pivotable means you can pivot. So, Joe. I heard your elbow crack when you did that. What, this one? Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it, but now I can't replicate oh, it. Oh, wow, that hurt. You're getting old, dude. And you're reverting back to being a baby. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Benjamin Button? Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we discuss our weeks in the arena, the changing meta, spotlight a really sweet deck, and more. Bada bada. Boom. Boom! And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, CLNSmedia.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, we hope you enjoy the show. Episode 8. Four, baby, let's go. I like 84. It's a double even number. Double even number. You know yeah. that that happens five times every 10 episodes, right? Is that how that works? I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like every other episode. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of like leap year, well, which happens once every four years. It's like the Olympics, which also happens once every four years. Technically, but also technically once every two years. Right. I guess that would actually be the technicality. I guess what we're trying to say is this is cyclical. It is. Ebbs and flows, baby. That's what we do. And you know what, you know what this is right now? Is this an ebb? This is a boom. Is it? It's not, a, it's not an ebb or a flow. It's a boomy McBoomerstein. It is a boomy McBoomerstein. So how you doing, brother? How's it been? I feel like we haven't talked in quite a while. Uh, yeah, man. I know. It's just, I, I guess you and I, we talk quite often, right? But... We do. Uh, recently, we haven't been talking too much. Well, I've been really busy with work. Like, we've been a little bit out of the game, like, dealing with, like, personal stuff, so. I mean, I guess it's worth pointing out now. Uh, for those of you who haven't noticed or didn't know, the last episode we actually dedicated uh, the entire episode to the passing of our best friend, which was our dog, uh, Cinnamon, who we lovingly call Cinny or Cinnamundo. Cinnamundo! Cinnamundo! Yeah, so uh, she passed away uh, April 19th, so that was an extremely difficult time, the two weeks leading up to that. That entire weekend, we had uh, a whole episode that we needed to post on Sunday, so that was, you know, extremely difficult, but we wanted to make sure that we got that out there. Uh, And uh, I guess the rest is history, but it did put some things into perspective, so. Yeah, that's for sure, man. You know, family pets become part of your family right it's like another human yeah so you know I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there can relate you know cinnamon wasn't just a dog you know she was a friend she was like a sister you know it's weird but it's mm-hmm. true it is true um you know she was in pain so you know we're just happy she's in a better place 
Totally agree. So if there's any lesson from this entire episode is love your animals, people. Treat them like family because they are. Boom. Boom. So on to more fun things, I guess. How was your week in the arena? Dude. Tell me all about it. You know, you know how I've been saying <laughs> that like for the past couple of months, I've been super busy with work, haven't really been able to play the game that much. So my trophy count every season reset would just kind of get lower and lower and lower and lower because I never really got back up to where I was and play enough games to get up higher. Right. And I would just get always cut back down in half. Right. Well, I went on a tear yesterday. Get out of here. Really? Yeah, man. I was at like 4,400 trophies and I played like 40 straight games and I won all of them. Ooh. I went on a tear and I think it's pretty cool. Because like at 5,000 trophies now, like I used, when I was at 5,000 trophies, I used to play people that were like max cards, max decks, max everything, right? Right. Now I just got to 5,000 trophies and I don't know, like I'm still playing people that are like level 12 sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think the trophy inflation, kind of like how we, we talked about it last episode, right? Like you win a game, you can get 30 trophies or 33 trophies or, you know, 29 or 34 or whatever. If you lose, you maybe lose 15 or 16, right? Or 17. So it's like for every one win, you can lose two. So if you have more than a 50% win rate, you're going to climb the ladder, which is helpful for ladder players because it doesn't feel like a crazy grind. Um, And I'm feeling that right now, dude. It was good. I've never in my life won more than 10 games in a row. And I was like on cloud nine. Yeah, I mean, I certainly feel it. I, I Clearly, you feel it. I know that you and I have spoken to other people that are in our community through Discord or even in the clan. It seems like, and I'm sure there are a handful of exceptions, but it seems like most people are on the up and up. Oh, it's like beyond an up and up. I feel like people have, at a minimum, jumped like 300 to 400 trophies. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. But yeah, I mean, I'm using the Pompeo's Papaya deck. It's like once I started picking it back up i was like you know what's what feels comfortable right and since right. i haven't played in so long i was like well i'm only gonna use one of two decks <laughs> i'm either gonna use the mortar mauler but that's been you know that's coming gone or i'm gonna use pompeo's papaya so i went with the ladder on the ladder Ooh, i get it See i get I it there? i get it and i'm moving and grooving baby i am picking up what you are putting down Arr! well then you are lucky that i'm putting it down for you to pick up <laughs> Uh, so how's the, how's the, how's the clan doing? Clan's doing good, man. We are at 7,700 trophies and Ooh. we haven't really been getting too much participation in clan wars. I'm not sure if people are like fed up with it or just not like having fun with it or just, there's just not as much oomph in it anymore, mm-hmm. you know, but people have been slowing down a bit in, in participation. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like less people in my clan are actually doing the wars, but I f- feel like in general we're still moving up which is good yeah i mean same for me i don't know i just feel like like anything right if you have the same thing all the time every day it just becomes not a grind but it's like eh, what's the point (laughs) no that's true but if like if 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 the war is consistently happening every other day like it's like it should be or like it could be you know you'd probably get a bunch of people that like cycle through the wars like i skipped almost three or four different wars in a row so, like, I'm just kind of treating them a little bit more casually, and I wonder if other people are also doing the same thing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Nope. It just depends on what you want to do. Boom. Totally. So, how was your week in the arena? 
Uh, I also had a pretty good week. Like, you know, I haven't really been playing as much as I had want just because of the stuff that we've been talking about. But I will say that I finally made it back to Master One. Hey. Hey. I'm at 5,002 trophies. What a what a round number. You should lo- you should find a way to lose two trophies. Huh? Maybe I will, Joe. Isn't this like you got didn't you one time get like four nine nine nine? Yep. Is this my personal best? <laughs> is, I think this check. is your PB. I'm gonna check right now. I don't even know if this is my personal best. Let's find out. Hold on. Are you still using the mortar mauler? I am still using the mortar mauler. Uh yeah, I mean my best season is four nine nine nine. So this is your season high. This is my season high. I didn't even this realize that. This is your PB that. season high. You got it all, dude. I know. Wow. See what happens when you play casually? See what happens not only when you play casually, but when Clash Royale revamps the entire ladder system. Hey, man. This is what I'm saying. This is what people like you and I need. I know. Fatigue was real. And now, I just feel like I made it to Master 1, you know, much, much easier. And I, I like the fact that I can kind of relate back to what... uh the Rumham said on TV Royale, he was like, you will find yourself at a higher trophy count. Which we are. That's exactly what happened. So I commend them greatly because that's a hard thing to figure out, especially since the game's been around for three years. You know, they changed it completely. They changed the game. Yeah, they did. I, again, I think they needed that. I, right. The, the ladder grind was real. Fatigue set in. It wasn't just us. Right. I think a lot of people felt it. So. Right. Um, and I also beat the hunt. So the dragon hunt challenge that they had and i got that emote when easter was happening dude that emote is so cool the dragon the baby dragon coming out of the easter egg yeah i thought it was pretty cool one thing that i found kind of interesting is it's like literally the baby dragon it's the same baby dragon that they have on the other emote but they just yeah. kind of put him they made him like a little bit smaller and they put him in like an easter egg yeah which i thought was kind of it was like it's kind of cool like it's kind of like he's in a costume it's adorable yeah yeah that's yeah. you know some would say the little easter dragon the Easter dragon. That's him. What do you call a what do you call a baby dragon in an Easter egg, Rob? Uh is this a trick question? I feel like I just gave you the answer. What is it? An Easter dragon. Cool. <laughs> is, that, is that right? <laughs> I mean, I was asking you. Oh, then yes, it is an Easter dragon, Joe. Consider yourself informed. <laughs> Mission completed. <laughs> uh yeah, and my final piece of uh information is on the clan. And they are at 8,052 trophies. You guys are always going up higher. It feels great. I'm sure it does. I mean, I'm, not, I'm never going to complain about them rising, you know? You got you to keep going up, 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 up. Kind of like that movie from uh, Disney, Up. Pixar? Disney Pixar? Is it both? I don't know. Yeah, of course it's Disney Pixar. Some movies are Disney and some movies are Pixar. Some movies are Disney Pixar. Well... It's the most confusing thing. Attributed to what you must, Rob. But if you're in Netflix and you search Disney movies, Up is certainly there. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's likely true. Uh, and it's exactly like Up. So you guys are like the old man in the balloon house. I'm the old man or the clan is the old man? No, no, no. You are the old man. The oh. trophies are the balloons and the clan is the house. So, wow. What an incredible analogy. See, that was good, right? Yeah, that was pretty good. I didn't think you were going to have it in you to get that all out there, but that, that worked out great. That was quick. Yeah. By the way, guys, that was not like, that was live. That was totally live. I'm so impressed with you. I'm impressed with myself, <laughs> That's dude. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get those that often, man. That's pretty good. 
so yeah, let's talk about some of the stuff that's been happening because Clash Royale has definitely kept to their promise about new challenges every 48 hours. Oh yeah. And we already talked about the dragon hunt, but dude, we also got the mega deck challenge. This was sick. How ridiculous was this challenge though? I was so confused the whole time. Me too. Uh, especially since like exactly what we thought was going to happen happened. We had no idea what was coming in our decks. No, you you can't prepare for that. No, it was, it was terrifying. And there were many situations. It was terrifying. Where go, you, there were many situations you go into these matches and you're just like, oh yeah, well, the, the first four cards and the one card that I see on the side seems like it's going to work out great. And then all of a sudden you're just set up with four horrible cards that do not belong together against a player that is throwing out perfect cards. Right, right. I mean, when you've got 18 cards, right? Mm-hmm. It's a good chance that, like, you know, with an eight-card deck, you can basically make a deck that, no matter what cards you have in your hand, you have a really good chance that they synergize. Right. <laughs> right. But with 18, you might have pockets of cards that do well together, but there's a good chance that five of them don't, or six of them, or even ten of them, just when paired together, just don't really do much. And you can end up with four of those in your, in your hand, man. Yeah, I mean, for the challenge itself, how well did you do? How far did you get? Honestly, I think I got to like halfway up. Oh, I got, I think I got either four or five. Yes, that's almost halfway. Yeah. Um, you know, Rob, there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's unless you don't eat it. That's the only wrong way to eat the Reese's. Right. So, so if so facto, the only way to do the challenge wrong is to not do the challenge is to just not do the challenge. Right. Um, I did like it though. How did you make your deck? I mean, did you physically go through and pick individual cards or did you just go with the random deck generator and then swap out a couple? What do you think I did? I think you randomly generated and then swapped out a couple. Uh, Wow. I should have known that you wouldn't have done what I did. (laughs) Well, we're different, Rob. It's par for the course, I guess. Yeah, no, I made my deck like you would expect me to make my deck. I don't know. I don't know how you had the patience to figure that out. It did not include Sparky. That's fair. It did include the Hog Rider. Mm-hmm. It obviously included Big Mama Pekka. How many you spells know? did you have? I had f- four. Or, I think four. What'd you have? Fireball, Zap, Log? No, not Log. I had f- Fireball, yep. Zap, Barbarian Barrel, mm-hmm. and I th- think... Poison? The Poison. Alright, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I think I did uh, Fireball, Poison, Zap, Log, and I also think I included a Rocket for good measure. Yeah, well, gets you out of some sticky situations. Yeah, you never know. What if I'm facing a Sparky? You gotta Rocket it. You know, or, man, what happens if there's just like a horde of enemies and I got nothing but a Rocket? I'm gonna be thankful for that. Rob, preach. I am preaching. Do you you feel it? I'm feeling it. A lot of people didn't like this challenge, though. I, I, but I think that's fine. Like, not this challenge, not every challenge should be for everyone, right? Like, challenges should be, you know, they have challenges so often now. The challenges should be done in such a way where, like, people can choose, you know, again, like, if you play every single day, it could get cumbersome, right? Mm-hmm. If you play every single challenge every single day, it could be even more cumbersome. It feels like a job. But, like, if you just open up the app one day and you're like, nah, Mega Deck Challenge, I don't like it. Okay, cool. Just come back tomorrow when there's, you know, or next day after that when there's a better challenge that suits your your play style better right some people just don't want to deal with picking a deck 
that has that many cards. Yeah. And some people just don't want to deal with the fact that if you get four random cards out of your 18 that don't work together, you start complaining, right? You get mad. Like, it's just, it becomes miserable at some point, so. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you should just get rid of your cards as fast as possible to just cycle through other cards. Right. But you know? then you lose all your elixirs, so it's like, it's like the right. Catch-22, right? It just becomes less fun if you don't like, you know, the style, the play style of the challenge, which is fine, right? Like, so I hate sudden death challenges. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not a fan of that, so I'd skip it, but I'm a fan of the Mega Deck Challenge. I like intricacies. It's kind of complicated, but I kind of like that about it. I actually really enjoyed it because almost every single game was over the top different compared to the previous game. Oh yeah, you can't you it's so hard to have a meta in this type of a challenge. I mean, don't get me wrong, like once people see what type if this thing ever went like pro, right? Mhm. It became competitive. The pros would obviously find the best decks. The thing is is because there's so many cards there would be a lot of options of best types of decks, you know? Right, there's um, so many different combinations of cards that could come out at the same time. Right, and because there's so many combinations, there's so many that you can actually physically use, you're limited to eight slots in a normal deck, deck archetype, right? Yeah. But in this one, 18, there's so many options that there's even more better options available. So the, the, the top elite meta could, you know, instead of being five or six different decks, it could be like 40 or 50, right? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, one thing that popped up in my mind while I was playing was, do you think that it's uh, appropriate, and I don't know if that's the best word, but I'm going to use it anyway. Do you think it's appropriate that you still only see the next card and not the next two cards? No. Okay. What do, you, do you think it should be more than one? Yeah, I mean, I think you should be, honestly, I think that you should have, I think you should see eight cards. Ooh, really? Yeah, and I think that you should see eight cards that you can play and i think the next card that you, the next you should be able to see the next two cards that's interesting all right i mean i could see how that would work i could also see how that would go against everything that they want for this particular mode i'm okay just saying that i want to see the next two cards yeah i don't know i just feel like again like it's so complicated to find a deck that actually synergizes all the 18 cards together that like you can get stuck in some just stupid situations where you're like you're cycling a four-cost troop or a four-cost spell just because it's the only thing in your hand. Right. And having the extra card available to see allows you to plan better. You know, it's not necessarily going to make it 100% when you can see both cards, but it's definitely going to help a lot more. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so we had a global tourney, and then we also had a new season tourney, which, not really news, but I thought it was worth at least mentioning. What we did get, though, is this Got Gold challenge. Love it. Dude, every single win gave you gold. And a I don't know. Do you, yeah. Do you know how much it totaled? I don't. No, I don't. It had to have been like almost 100,000. Yeah. It seemed like a lot. Well, plus you get gold for winning the challenge too. Like if you were to get all, all the wins, I mean, you get the gold for winning the rewards, but then at the end you get the gold from the chest, right? Like oh, right. Yeah. The actual ch challenge, not the rewards from the challenge. So pretty good stuff, man. I thought this was awesome. But how about that free gift that we got from the shop, dude? Did you see that? I did, and when I first saw it, it didn't register as to what it actually was. All I saw, all I saw, forgive me, but all I saw was a gold rectangle in the center of the screen, and then just the big word free at the bottom of that rectangle. So you know me. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> Loved everything about it, though. You know, I thought this was awesome, right? Like, at the end of the day, it's like three gold chests, and some people are like, yeah, it's just a gold chest. Well, three of them is pretty good. 
plus the gold on top. I mean, think about all of the, it's the little stuff, right? It's like this, then the gold challenge, like the challenges that they're having every other day. It's constant things in the game that give you extra rewards, extra cards, extra gold, extra tokens here and Mm -hmm. there. So, I mean, it's just the ability for you to get this stuff in bulk now and be able to then use it to to climb up the ladder or climb up, you know, switch a deck or, you know, whatever. It's just pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, I really hope that they do more uh, random free gifts in the shop. I I really like it. I know, you know, everybody complains, oh, we got to get free stuff. I'm not asking for free stuff all the time. I'm just saying like, you know, maybe once a month you throw something out there, give everybody a chest. I think that's super cool. Boom. Mm Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we also celebrated the Golden Week where they put three different offers in the shop. One was $5, one was $10, and one was $50. And you got a lot of chests, but I think, I think the most important thing is the fact that it was four times the value. And they were tiered. Yeah, they were tiered, so that's, you know, love that. But to your point, four times the value, I, uh, I can only assume that people ate these up. Yeah, I mean, one would hope, right? That it, it, they seem to be doing more of these tiered things, so I'm wondering if the suggestion that we may or may not have come up with is starting to work in their favor, right? More people are buying things. Must be moving or grooving, baby. They must be moving or grooving. Um, so one other thing that I did want to bring up before we move on to the next topic is that we noticed after this optional update that came out the other day that something about the way your friends are listed on the ladder has changed. So if you go into the ladder now and you see a bunch of people that are listed as your friends and you're trying to, you know, keep track of where your friends are on the ladder, I remember you and I had complained that it's hard to see who everyone is. Well, you still can't flick a switch to leave the tag on, but what you can do now is if there happens to be a cluster of a group of people and you don't know who each person is, you just tap that cluster and it splits them open so you can see each individual person's profile. And then you can tap on the one that you want to see and move forward from there. And you actually see like a better graphic for their trophy count and a button to see their profile, which I thought, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and no, I agree. I mean, we talked about this, right? So we didn't give this specific suggestion, but love the way they did it, right? Because before, it was really hard to see where people were. You couldn't really click. If there was a cluster, it's hard to figure out who's who, who's what, where they're at. This is a cool way to do it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm still, uh, I'm still hoping for the day that they allow us to just turn one of our friends on and kind of star them, right? Or like keep them on. Because dude, if I could find you on the ladder, I would love to just leave your tag on so I really never have to look for you ever again. You'll just always be there. It's like you bookmark them or like That's what I want. Or, you know, yeah. whatever. I want to heart them. I want to star them. I want to love them. I want to like them. Boom. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're talking about. Are you sure? I have never been so sure. Well, if you're so sure, then let's move on to our meta check. Meta check. That's right, our friend, our boy, Sir Devin Lloyd Christmas comes to us with another incredible meta check. And Joe, he gave us the numbers. So what does he have to say? That's right, man. Our boy Lloyd Christmas hit us with the numbers, and here's what he had to say. Are you ready? Ready. So this week's biggest riser is, wait for it, the Electro Wizard. Ooh. Who's seen his use rate at the top go from a lowly, lonely 10%. 
Ooh. During the last meta check, all the way up to a whopping 34% this week. This could just be a blip on the radar, but good enough to check in at number five overall card used this week. Right behind the recent meta check all-star, the baby dragon. Ooh, that's fantastic, actually. That is fantastic. The next card that's seen an uptick in use rate is the giant snowball which has steadily been climbing all the way up to this week's use rate of 36%. This card has recently replaced the Fireball in Devin's 2.6 Hog Cycle deck, and he says it's been pivotal in setting his new PB, the knockback and the slow effect for just two cost. Sign him up, baby. Sign me up. Sign us up. Sign us up. Right. <laughs> Is there anything else, though? Yeah, man, so get this. Because the giant snowball has been going up and up and up and up and up, well, that might be the reason why the fireball's use rate is down about 50% this week. Wow. From 44% to 22% use rate. Normally, this comes up inverse to the poison, but the poison is holding steady at about last week's 20%. So, the snowball seems to be replacing the fireball. But usually when the fireball goes away, the poison's used. But it seems like there's more interchanging of spells going on here. But Snowball, definitely dominating. I wonder if more people are starting to realize that there's a little bit more utility with the giant Snowball for half the cost. Well, that's the thing, right? The knockback, the, the pushback, the slow effect, just two cost. I mean, it, it kills the, the spear goblins. It does most things that, that you would use a zap for, right? Yeah, but, I was going to say, don't forget, it also does damage. Not a ton, but it does damage. That's right. Digging it. And last but not least, Rob, get this. Surprisingly, the lightning checks in this week with an almost identical use rate to the other two spells of fireball and poison sitting at 22%. Usually, the lightning is set to the bottom of the pile, way, way down at the bottom of the use rates. Yeah. But for some reason, this thing has had an uptick, and it seems like beatdown-style decks are coming back by the pros. Well, have you noticed that beatdown-style decks seem to be back? So maybe that is exactly why the lightning is more, you know, involved. I don't know, man. I feel like I just play a whole bunch of hog decks. Do you? Yeah. Hmm... But then again, you and I always say that we play on different servers, so... I still think that that's the case. But I don't disagree. I've been playing a lot of hog decks, too. See? More beatdown, though. Well... You never know. You never know, Rob. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The more you know. The more you know, the better prepared you'll be when accidents happen. Allstate. Wow. Or State Farm. <laughs> we are not sponsored today <laughs> by either of those. No. Uh, but a pr- Or maybe it's Farmers. I don't know. It's one of those. Are you in good hands? <laughs> I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. Uh, wow, that's pretty good. Can you tell that Joe and I know a lot about insurance companies, of which we know nothing? Be careful when you press the ladder battle button, or you'll end up with mayhem, like me. Ooh, that was a great tie-in. What's up? Wow, Joe, you're on fire today. <laughs> I, should, I should go play a lotto or something. You really should. You're like Mega Boom tonight. Mega Boom. Yeah. I'm impressed. Thanks, man. Yeah, you well. When the credit is due, I certainly try and give it out. Well, I appreciate it. But that is all for the meta check. As always, we don't talk about everything, but we will include the numbers in the show notes, so be sure to check them out. If you have any questions, let us know, and we will try to respond. Boom. Boom. Tonight, we are sponsored by Robinhood. 
Joe, Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as the 100 most popular. That's right, Rob. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Cast Royale a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at castroyale.robinhood.com. Once again, that's C-A-S-T-R-O-Y-A-L-E dot Robinhood dot com. Thanks a lot to Robinhood for sponsoring our show. So, we got some chests. Yeah, we do. We do not have a lot of chests. As we've said, we have not really been playing as much as we had wanted to, but we do have some chests. So, how many do you have, Joe? I have a crown chest. Is that it? That's it. That's it. That's all I need. I guess that's true. It is true. You really do only need one. You only need one chest to open up a chest. Right. Otherwise, there's no chest opening. Now you see my point. I get it. Well, I have two. I have a crown and a singular big dog. So that means you go first. Ha! <laughs> You'd love that, I'm sure. I do. Mm-hmm. So, crown chest. 1,172 gold. Nice. Two gems. Ah, 18 e-barbs. Ash would be proud. I was going to say the exact same thing. He'd be so happy about it. Ooh, six dark goblins. Love the Dark Goblin. Yeah. Um, I still need <laughs> about 900 of them to get them to level 13, but, you know, slowly working my way. Better start requesting, Rob. Yeah, well, I'm working on Giant Snowball right now. Per the meta check, it's a pretty good one to use. Right. Uh, 44 goblins. And last and probably least, <laughs> 7 Inferno Towers. Womp, womp, womp. Although necessary for Mega Deck, I would imagine. Well, maybe. Most people are running, uh, you know, big things, so yeah. Could use the Inferno Dragon, dude. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Or you could have both. Dude, you could have lasers shooting everywhere. You could. It's like sharks with lasers on their heads. Could you imagine? I think that was a thing. When? Sharknado? A long time ago. I don't know. Sharknado. I still haven't seen that. Hmm. It was pretty dumb. <laughs> you saw it? I, unfortunately, I... I'm sorry. I did. It was It was not good. But yeah. I mean, I think the point of it was to not be good, right? Right, like, yeah. So when you look at it from that lens, it's pretty good. Right. I guess that makes <laughs> sense. Is that kind of like Snakes on a Plane? Uh, yes. Although I think Snakes on a Plane was like not made as much to be not good, you know? Right. More of like a cult movie. Well, I mean, it's Samuel L. Jackson, right? So he's like a... Well, 
Think about it. Think about it. Ready for this? Put this into perspective, okay? Yep. It must be so not good that it's good enough to have had three. Right. Okay. I, I, I follow that logic. Snakes on a plane was supposed to be good. Right. And they made one. One. Hmm. But that's because Samuel L. Jackson is a rock star, and he just shows up, kicks the door in, says, There's snakes on a plane! And he just walked away. I mean, that's one way to look at it. Yeah, that's that's my way I'm looking at it. My way to look at it is Sharknado's better, even though it's probably not better. Yeah, not better in the actual better sense. Just take my lens and put it on. Yeah. And then you'll be fine. I, I feel fine already. Wow, so yeah. you don't need my lens, okay? I don't. Uh, so now it's your turn. Oh, I have a chest to open. You do. <laughs> so here's my crown chest. Are you ready? Ready. 1,057 gold. Two gems. Copy Same you. Same number. Nice. 17 spear goblins. Okay. 45 bats. Okay. I mean, that's good if you're playing the mortar mauler. It is. Mm-hmm. One tornado. One. I mean, that's good. But like one? I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's an epic. It is an epic. And last, I don't know if this is least. Hmm. Twelve. Hmm. Bomb towers. Ah. I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people that advocate for this card. But I yeah, just. Yeah, not me too. I cannot get behind it. I can't get in front of it. I can't get it to the side of me. I just. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Wow. It's still one of the most annoying cards on the planet. It still just confuses me. I don't know. I don't think I'm ever going to play with that card in my life. Not a shot. It's just not my style. Unless they make it shoot lasers out of the top. And they put a shark head on it. Right. So the shark bomb tower NATO. Shark NATO bomb tower. Ooh. Just sounds like we're making more stuff. Right. That's a sushi dish that you can get. I would order it. Sharknado bomb tower. That's amazing, <laughs> actually. I would I would order it. Yeah. It better uh, come with that uh, spicy mayo. Yeah, I pr- I'm pretty sure it would. It's a bomb tower. It is a bomb tower. Right. Uh, so I get to go one more time. What do you got? Uh, well, it is a big dog. All right, I'm going to guess. Ready? Okay. Okay, I've got nothing. <laughs> really? There's like three or four big dogs. You can't pick one of them. All Just right, one. Right, right. A single right. one. Just pick one. Magical chest. That's a good guess, but no. Would you like to know what it is? Giant chest. No, and you're going to spoil it if you keep asking Super me Super magical quite, king I am chest. going to put my hand through the microphone and cup your mouth. Wow. Yeah. You ready? Sure. A legendary king's chest. Yeah? Yeah. Dang, man, this yeah. can be awesome. <laughs> I know, and it came from uh, it came from my quest, yeah. yeah. So, you know, every other quest is <laughs> currently able to be collected, but I can't do anything about it yet. So, let's free those slots up. Are you ready for the Legendary King's Chest opening? Ready! Okay, here we go. 4,300 gold. Ooh, okay. I I I, ne- I don't really get these chests often, so I always forget what you have to do. You got to help me pick. So I have four goblin huts or four mini pekkas. Mini pekka. 
Absolutely. I would agree with you 100%. <laughs> this is actually really funny. 45 barbarians or 45 elite barbarians? In honor of Ash. Yeah. E-barbs? I would pick E-barbs, just right. because I don't use either card. I don't either, so I agree with you. I'm in honor of Ash, it's E-barb all the way. 96 cannons or 96 royal recruits? I think... I think you go cannons, right? I th think I go cannons, too. I guess my logic is the royal recruits, in my mind, will never be a balanced card. You think so? I just never, th I never think they'll be a true, balanced, versatile, balanced card. Hmm. Unless they rework them. Really? Wow, you feel that strongly about it, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, they're so weak right now, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were too powerful before. Way too powerful before. But now? They're not used ever. Right. Yeah, I really only see them every once in a while. And at the most I ever saw them was during the, uh, the Mega Deck Challenge. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Because uh, you can make a Mega Swarm deck. It's crazy. Mega Swarm. Mega Swarm. All right, so cannons it is. 122 bombers or 122 skeleton barrels? I think you go bombers, right? I don't know, man. I feel like the bombers are more... They. I feel like the bomber will like get buffed before a skeleton barrel will get buffed. Maybe. That's true. Um... But do I use Bomber more than Skeleton? I mean, I don't really use either card. To I don't be think fair. anybody uses Bomber. Except for Bomber. Except for Bomber. Right. <laughs> uh, Alright, we'll go with Bomber. You want to go with Bomber? Yeah. We'll go with Bomber. In honor of Bomber, we choose bomber. the Bombers. Yeah. Okay. 68 Wizards or 68 Hog Rider? I would go Hog Rider, but I don't know. I feel like you're more of a wizard guy. You're a wizard, Harry. It's, I'm a what? A wizard and a thumping good one. So here's my logic here. I would normally agree with you 100%, but I have 644 out of 800 wizards. I have 171 out of 800 hog riders. So like I'm way closer to upgrading my wizard, which would help in war. Sounds like a... Solid reason to me. Think so? Do you agree? It, does it disappoint you that I'm not going to choose Hog Rider? No. Hmm. But I would choose Hog Rider. But I mean, I am me and you are you, so you can choose what you want. Right. You make decks from scratch. I make decks by randomizing. Correct. Right. All right. So, wizard it is. Here we go. All right, the next card is the epic choice, which would be 24 Dark Princes or 24 Balloons. Oh, balloons have a special place in my heart. So. They do. I do really like the Dark Prince, but Balloon is like, it's an interesting choice of cards. Yeah, these are two unique cards. And extremely different, different. from each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Hmm. I think I'm, okay, I think the game is actually trying to tell me something. So I have 66 out of 100 Dark Princes, but 26 out of 50 Balloons. And how many Balloons can I choose? 24, 24 plus 26 is 50, which gives me the exact number to upgrade. I'd go Balloon it then, dude. I, I think I have to. All right, Balloon it is, which means 
The last choice is the legendary. Are you ready? Oh, I, this is what I've been waiting for. All right, here we go. Spinning, 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 spinning. Ooh, okay. So I am now tossed between a lava hound or the ram rider. And to make things more complicated, I have three out of four for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I do have a good 2v2 deck that I use Lava Hound in. I don't tend to want to use Ram Rider, although uh, every once in a while I will decide to include her in a deck. I guess it really depends. I don't know. What do you think? Which one do you think is more useful? In the long run? Mm-hmm. Ram Rider. You think so? I do. Why so? I just feel like it's a very powerful card. Because of the combination of how much damage it does or the snare part of it? Uh, both. I just yeah. feel like it, I, I think, and, and the, the charge, I just think it's a very versatile card. I feel like the Lava Hound is not very versatile. Like, it's just a one-dimension card. It tanks and dies and pups and, yeah, you know, it's either an air deck or it's a clone deck. And that's it. Yeah, that's true. It is pretty one note ish, uh, and I do find that the snare, the snare of the Ram Rider, comes in handy a lot, even for defense. So, I think I'm going to agree with you. I think I'm going to go Ram Rider. Do it. All right, we're going Ram Rider. Boom, baby. Boom. So now I have an upgrade, and now she can go to level eleven, and that's it, man. I know it was a short chest opening, but. That was pretty good. I was very excited to get that legendary king's chest. I was like, I have to time this so that it happens on the show. I have to. And it worked. Yep, you did it, man. I thought that was cool. I love when those chests happen because I like going through like the thought process, you know? I know, it's fun. It's it's cool to kind of figure out what it is you're gonna do versus what it like what you should do. Alright, I think like the thing for me is like when I open those chests, I don't really like I subconsciously think about it and I just mm -hmm. do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't spend the time to talk about it out loud, so it's nice to just be able to talk it through and be like, oh, yeah, that's actually a good point. I didn't think about that. That's true. That is a big difference between doing it, uh, you know, on the show with someone versus just doing it in the privacy of your own home by yourself with no one to bother you but your own thoughts, Joey. Wow. Bother you. Keyword there, Rob. Mm. I picked up on it. I get it. <laughs> Moving on. You think you bother me? Is that what you think? You think I'm telling you that you bother me? Rob, I haven't said much. But? But, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you do, a little bit. Not today, but you do. That's just your job as the younger brother, though. Well, as I was going to say, like, what am I if not that? Right. I mean, I love you anyway, so it's okay. Boom. Boom. So, let's move on to our... Deck Spotlight. Deck Spotlight? And this deck is called Spark It Up, and it's a 4.0 Average Elixir Cost deck that contains the Goblin Giant, Sparky, Lightning, Giant Snowball, the Barbarian Barrel, Mega Minion, Guards, and the Hunter. So Joe, tell me how to throw sparks on my opponent. Alright man, so this deck is probably... Super unexpected for us. I was going to say, this is probably the weirdest deck we've ever featured. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Sparky. 
I know. And so not only do we make a deck with it in it, but we also named it with it in it. Right, which means it's key. But I must say, I didn't actually make the deck. I mean, to be fair, I'm not surprised. Right. Well, <laughs> it's got Sparky in it. Right, so. Spark, Spark, Spark. Actually, just Daniel in Cast Royale 2, also an awesome Discord member community, actually created the deck. And I tried it, man, and I liked it. Get out of here. Yeah, he gave me two different decks to try this week, or a week and a half ago or so. One was a Lava Hound deck, one was a Sparky deck, and I was like, you know what? I'm feeling a little different this time. You're feeling frisky. Feeling a little funky here. Yeah, a little sparky. Sparky, yeah. So I went for it. And this deck is really cool. It's an interesting deck, you know? It's super unique in the sense that it's got a lot of ranged characters, right? Like, the Mega Minion, it's, it's kind of like a sniper. It's close up, but it's, it's still ranged, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the Hunter. You've also got the Sparky. So, like, three of your main damage dealers are ranged. So you can get into kind of some tricky situations. Plus, the Goblin Giant. The Giant itself doesn't do... Uh range damage but the goblins on the back do they do the good thing about those though is they can't get targeted until the giants itself is dead right so with this deck you want to play it defensively if you play this deck solely offensively Mm -hmm. you're gonna find yourself struggling right okay um the hunter is not a good offensive card the mega minion not a good offensive card the guards not a good offensive card you know the sparky decent offensive card right goblin giant very good offensive card if supplemented by other things, right? Sure. So if you play this deck as a counter push deck, you're going to have a lot more success with it. If you just start dropping things in the back and building up pushes and hoping that you can build up a bigger push than your opponent, chances are you're not going to be able to. Right. Um, you can try your odds at developing a Sparky in the back and then maybe dropping a Mega Minion uh, or guards to protect it and then dropping a Goblin Giant at the bridge. You can do something like that. Um, But that's kind of like an all-in type of push, right? If you do that, your opponent has a very high likelihood of countering it. Um, Just because, like I said, a Sparky is not really that hard to counter anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Like, people tend to know how to counter Sparky. And a Goblin Giant doesn't really offer any threat to troops. It's just, you know, a damage dealer to, really, the tower. The Spear Goblins can do some damage, but really your opponent doesn't really worry about those. So at the end of the day, you've got two, you know, really hefty costing cards that are going to maybe not really do anything to the tower on those kinds of pushes. Yeah. Um, and In which case you'd be at a, uh, an Elixir disadvantage and then you'd be stuck playing a, a Hunter to defend and then, a, you know, Hunter by itself on an offensive counter push really does nothing. So I guess what I'm really trying to say is you can take a shot once or twice at just trying your big push. If it works, great. You win. <laughs> right? Like, right. if it works, it's not like you're just going to, like, you know, casually win the game. <sighs> if that push works, you destroy the tower. Game is over. Of course. Right? If it doesn't work, you're going to realize very quickly that that push will not work. If it does not work, then what you should do is just cycle your cards. Play the deck defensively. You can play Sparky defensively. The crazy thing about Sparky is that it's a six-cost card that, if played defensively, actually lasts longer on your side of the map than, say, if you put it in the back of your king tower and just let it start charging forward. Right. Reason being because it spends you know four seconds charging up its attack, then it attacks, it gets pushed back, then it maybe charges up another attack to defend again. So you develop all of this elixir while it's defending to then go on an offensive counter push. And it's a very slow troop. So it's not like it 
gets across to the other side of the arena very fast. So you, it already has that built-in extra time element for this card. That's right. I would strongly, strongly encourage you not to play your Goblin Giant as a defensive troop. A lot of people try and play this card like to the right or left of their Archer Tower or their Princess Tower just so that it kind of like eats some damage, right? Mm -hmm. The problem with this card is that it's expensive. Unlike the Sparky, it's not slow. So if you use this thing in like the middle of the map in order to defend something, i.e. eat some damage while the Mm -hmm. Spear Goblins that are on its back and the Archer Tower kills whatever threat is out there, then guess what? You're going to be six elixir down, have really no offensive capability because it's going to be almost dead by the time it gets to your opponent's tower. And guess what? Because it's so fast, you were not able to develop enough elixir to even facilitate the offensive push. So it just becomes a waste of six elixir. Yeah, and to be perfectly honest, I do that. No, I've done it too. You know, it's just like you kind of get caught into these habits of like, oh, this thing's a really beefy, you know, tank. You can do that. You know, some people do that with the giant or sometimes people do that with the golem and that'll work. But keep in mind, they're a lot more tanky and they move a lot slower. So you can develop that elixir back up and they won't kill it because they've got more health. It's a good point. So Sparky's probably one of your number one options to put on defense in order to do your, your offensive counter push. You got to be careful with Sparky. If your opponent has a rocket, you cannot put Sparky on your princess tower while defending. It has to be placed in the middle of the arena. That way, she's kind of like on an angle to your princess Mm -hmm. tower, and she's more than two tiles away. That way, she won't get hit when the rock gets thrown. That's fair. And a lot of people like to start Sparky in the back, thinking that it'll give them more time to build up the elixir, but then, boom, as soon as Sparky hits the tower, kablam. You're in Rocket Town. Rocket Town. Rocket Boom Town. Rocket Boom Town. Mm Mm-hmm. So really, your second best option for defense is going to be the Hunter. And the reason why is because it does really well for defensive things, right? At the end of the day, it kills things pretty slowly until those things get to it. Then it just mm-hmm. basically one-shots them. Um, so what that allows you to do, similar to the Sparky, is kill things slowly and just spend more time on your side of the arena to develop Elixir and develop a big push. You're going to want to drop your Goblin Giant at the river in front of either your Hunter or your Sparky to allow both of them, not not both of them together, right? Like you don't want to have like your Hunter and your Sparky and your Mega Minion all at the bridge, right? That's right. the kind of like ranged kind of issue that you run into is where just things clump up at the at the river. Yep. And you just get, you know, one spelled and all of it just becomes a wasted push. Right. So you need to really strategize with your placement. You don't want to throw everything down. You got to kind of time the big push to be after your opponent throws down whatever spell they need to in order to stop your push. And how you can do that is quite simple. If you're using a Sparky and the Goblin Giant at the river, well, just wait to see what they throw down. If they throw something down kind of in the middle of the arena, kind of like in between their two princess towers on their side of the map, well, then you can just drop the Mega Minion at the river in the center of the map and it'll kind of cross over the middle of the arena and be safe from any huge spell that they might throw at your sparky and goblin giant in another way if you don't have your sparky out there and you have your hunter with a goblin giant push well you might want to just get ready to have your barbarian barrel or your giant snowball which you can use in order to facilitate the hunter killing small troops like goblins or spear goblins or you know maybe like a skeleton army or even guards just annoying things minions that you don't want to deal with right 
Yeah. And one of the things that uh, I think is probably worth pointing out, because you did call out the fact that you don't want your troops to uh, clump together, the three big troops that you talked about before were the Goblin Giant, Sparky, and the Hunter, right? All three of those troops have different speeds. One is slow, one is medium, one is fast. So, like, you really do need to be very cautious with when you drop certain things. Otherwise, you're automatically going to let one troop catch up with the next, catch up with the next. Yeah, no, it's a really good point. You know, it's, it's, you can have clusters of troops with this type of deck. You know, when you have a right. bunch of things that are ranged and a bunch of things that are different speeds, if you don't calculate it the right way and you're not comfortable with how all of these things work and where you should place them and, more importantly, when you should place them, mm-hmm. you're going to run into some really tough issues. Um, this deck isn't the kind of deck that you're going to like, you know, bait out a bunch of different spells with. It's unique in the sense that it's got the Goblin Giant, it's also got the Sparky, but it's not like a, a Zap Bait style deck. It's more of just a beatdown style deck. You know, you've got the Lightning. <laughs> I mean, right, once you develop the big push, you're, it's a, it's a sit-back-and-wait game, right? You're either going to use the Giant Snowball or the, or the Barbarian Barrel to facilitate your offensive push um, for an efficient you know elixir cost right or if they've got like you know musketeer or wizard or witch and, and those types of cards or um even worse an electro wizard Ooh, right yeah just slow everything down and, and prevent your sparky from being able to do anything you just lightning it away i love me some lightning bro so that's it man i mean this deck is really good it's super different uh, i will say it takes a little bit of time to kind of get used to the deck. It's it's an easy deck to play with. It's a hard deck to kind of really get good with. So mm-hmm. get, take it for a spin. I'd give it, you know, maybe 10 to 15 games before you start to really understand the inner workings of what you should play and when. But once you do, man, this thing clicks and it takes you to new heights. All right. Well, I'm all about going to new heights. Boom. Boom. Nice job, man. Thanks, dude. Mm-hmm. So we did get a new patron! New, new patron! Huge shout out to Jonathan M, aka Basilisk. Dude, Basilisk is an awesome community member. John, thank you so, so much for taking your hard earned money to support what Rob and I do so that we can continue to deliver fresh, fun, and family friendly content to our listeners. We truly appreciate it. Bada bada. Boom. Boom! And uh, with that being said, I don't think we have anything else really to talk about other than to keep professing my love to you, my brother. Wow. Yeah, but we could do that offline, I think. Yeah, we don't want to, you know. I mean, I shout from the rooftops every day, you know, that I love you, so it's not like people don't know this. Oh, is that what I hear from... From North Carolina? From North Carolina. All the way up in New Jersey. When I I wake up, I'm like... (laughs) It's a faint sound of like, it's like waking me up. It's like instead of a rooster in the morning, Joe just hears, "I love you, <laughs> Joe, I love you so much, Joe. Joe, you are the best. I love you. You are the best the brother best. ever." <laughs> I wake up out of a deep sleep, and I'm like, "Why do I feel so awesome?" Yeah, well, I'm I'm so happy I could do that for you every morning. Wow, yeah, it's great. It's, it's like keep a, com- it's gonna keep happening. Don't worry. Now that I know, I'm gonna see like wor- this like the whole world differently i've got a new perspective on life it's like a uh, shrek you're like an onion it's got layers it's got so many layers <laughs> we we have terrible scottish accents or irish accents i don't even know please don't email and tell us which one is which it doesn't when matter. when in doubt just make an arnold sound oh man you are correct ah it's like onions <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Robert, you have so many onion layers to be peeled. So many onions. And with that, I am done. Are you done? Robert, I am so done. My so layers done. have been peeled back. We are so done. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go back. Okay. I'm gonna go back to my regular voice now, uh, and let everybody know that we do have a Discord, and if you would like to join our Discord, you can go to castrailpodcast.com/discord. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at podcastroyale. That's right. And the number one way you can help us reach more people is by leaving us an iTunes review. But if you also listen on any other podcast app and it allows you to like, heart, rate, subscribe, whatever it is, please do it because it will definitely help us out on that particular platform. Also, a huge shout out to CLNSmedia.com for hosting our show on their site. If you're looking for the most recent episodes, you can find them there. Or if you're looking for new podcasts, you can also find them there as well. And last but certainly not least, a huge shout out to Robin Hood for sponsoring tonight's episode. Joey, we are done. It's time to go. It is time to start putting things down instead of picking them up. And get to the chopper now. All right. Well, that's it. We will see you next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Boom! Bye. Bye.